Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. I'm going to talk to you today, friend, about theosophy, which you may never have heard of, and I understand that, because it's a difficult cult to pin down. Now, theosophy means wisdom of God or divine wisdom. It's an odd combination of several things, including Buddhism, Hinduism, spiritualism, and Gnosticism. Though this cult uses Christian terminology to communicate mystical Eastern concepts to a Western audience, it vehemently opposes every major tenet of biblical Christianity, as I will explain shortly. Now, the modern movement of theosophy began in the 19th century through the efforts of Helena Petrova Blavatsky. She is without doubt the most influential person in the occult sciences of the 19th century. She was born in the Ukraine in 1831 with the name von Hahn Rottenstern and was a very sensitive child, often sleepwalking and suffered from hallucinations. At an early age, Helena became interested in black magic and the occult, and this lady is now infamous within occult circles. Her mother died when she was 12 years old, and five years later in 1848, she married a 48-year-old Tsarist general named Blavatsky. However, she abandoned him after only three months of marriage. After living with her grandparents for a short time, she went on a long period of extensive travel, of which Indiana Jones would be envious. During these years, from 1848 to 1873, she journeyed to India, Tibet, Paris, London, Cuba, Mexico, the USA, and Canada. During her travels, she cultivated her interests in mystical things and was controlled by a spirit guide named John King. She also called these spirit guides Mahatmas. In 1873, she settled in the United States, where she continued life as a functioning medium, channeling spirit guides or demons. In Vermont, she met Colonel Olcott, who was so impressed by her communion and subsequent revelations from these so-called spirit guides that he formed the Theosophical Society in 1875 in the United States. You've guessed it, friend. Theosophy is just another simple doctrine of devils, as the scripture warns would rise up in the last days, as many mentioned in 1 Timothy 4.1. Do you think any demon is going to provide the truth, my friend? No. If Satan is the father of lies, then these deceiving demons are his children. This is merely another false gospel that we should be aware of, hence the reason for my broadcast today. Now, Blavatsky's two main bodies of work were The Secret Doctrine and Isis Unveiled. Blavatsky then moved to India in 1879 and relocated her headquarters to Madras. Therefore, Hinduism and Buddhism began to occupy a large place in her religious beliefs. She then went back to Europe and founded the Esoteric School of Theosophy in London, which still exists today. In fact, on their website, they state one of their purposes is to unite mankind under the banner of goodwill, regardless of their religious affiliation or organization. They claim that, quote, Theosophy is no new candidate for the world's attention, but only the restatement of principles, which have been recognized from the very infancy of mankind, unquote. One thing is for sure, my friend. Men have been channeling demons since times of antiquity, so I'm pretty certain that's what they're talking about when they mention man's infancy. 
Now, it's well known that Miss Blavatsky had an explosive temper and little patience, no doubt because she was demon-possessed. Well, she said it herself. This woman said she had three demons operating through her, and their names were Serapis, Moira, and Kuthomi. Thus, she claimed her writings were, quote, otherworldly, inspirational, and consequently esoteric, which was a true statement, because she was literally channeling these demonic entities and allowing them to use her faculties. This is why we should not believe a single word that came out of her mouth. Now, the word esoteric means knowledge that's restricted to a small group of people or limited to a smaller circle, but hidden from the masses. Similar to the philosophy of the Freemasons, the term esoteric should give us a red flag, my friend. Jesus did nothing in secret. There was no secret gospel. Everything was out in the open, in contrast to what the Gnostics believe. Helena Blavatsky died at the age of 60 in 1891 in London, having established the Esoteric Society of London and simultaneously the American branch of the Theosophical Society was headed up by Colonel Olcott. Currently, there are about 35,000 followers of Theosophy worldwide in about 60 countries. Theosophy is an eclectic system and it's most heavily influenced by Hinduism and Gnosticism. Theosophy's view of man and the universe is one of evolution in the sense that each person is slowly evolving through various planes toward a union with, quote, absolute. This process requires many cycles of reincarnation before it's reached. As I said before, Hebrews 9.27 makes it very clear that reincarnation is a false teaching, my friend. And it says, and as it is appointed unto man, once to die, but after this the judgment. According to Blavatsky, she learned all this from talking to her pet demon, which she called her spirit guide. Friend, we're strictly forbidden in the Bible to commune with demonic spirits, and theosophy was spawned from communing with that which is forbidden. Now, according to Blavatsky, the Atlanteans from the island of Atlantis and legend did actually exist long ago. It was destroyed about 15,500 years ago. According to Blavatsky, Atlantis was a large continent that was destroyed in a cataclysmic deluge. Sound familiar? It's possible that Atlantis could have been the continent before the flood of Noah, but was later destroyed due to this flood. Of course, we cannot trust anything the demons tell us through another person, however, and so this is mere hearsay. Now, here's where it gets really weird, <laughs> if it hasn't already, folks. According to Blavatsky's teachings, there are three root races of humanity that we're evolving into, and we're headed for higher levels in each evolutionary phase. Number one was the Lumerian race. Secondly was the Atlantean race. And finally, the form they claim we are headed to is, get this, the Aryan race. Does that sound familiar, friend? The Aryan race was the utopian race that Hitler desired to birth through the German people via eugenics. In fact, the ideology of Nazism was based upon the belief that the Aryan race or master race were in fact the Germanic peoples or the third root race described by Blavatsky. Hitler bought into the philosophy of Helena Blavatsky and he read her material often. Hitler seemed to favor her work, The Secret Doctrine, above other books that he had. We do know that the U.S. Army historians cataloged Hitler's personal library and found numerous occultic volumes heavily annotated in Hitler's fancy handwriting. 
Among the books was one that Hitler often kept by his bedside, and it was called, you guessed it, The Secret Doctrine by Blavatsky. Legend has it that Hitler kept a copy of this occultic staple by his bedside ever since being introduced to its teachings by Dietrich Eckhart. These and other hideous ideas taken from Blavatsky's writings developed into the Nazi term Aryan race, referring to what they saw as being a master race, which was narrowly defined by the Nazis as being identical with the Nordic race of Scandinavia. Friend, you have to realize the totalitarian tyranny that Hitler wanted to unleash upon the world was rooted in occultism, and Hitler was a practicing occultist. Not many people are aware of this. Hitler even joined the Vril Society. Vril was supposedly the language spoken by the Atlanteans, according to the English writer Lord Bulwer-Lytton, who named the society. Vril was the power that woke up man's dormant ability to become a superhuman, or the Ubermensch. Hitler was also a member of the Thule Society, which was entrenched in theosophical teachings. The Thule Society was formed in about 1914 and grew to over 1,500 members. Its membership was varied. It included the wealthy, judges, lawyers, police, professors, scientists, physicians, and businessmen, as do esoteric societies of today. Nothing has changed there. The occultic Thule Society was named after the mythical Hyperborean Aryan culture that's alleged to have originated in northwestern Norway sometime before the dawn of history. The Thules were occupied in a propaganda war against the Jews. They convinced the German public of a sinister Jewish conspiracy, blaming them for nearly all of Germany's problems. Is it any coincidence, friend, that communing with demons, as these society members did, including Hitler, Himmler, and his close generals, led to the persecution of God's chosen people, the Jews? No, it is no coincidence at all, and that same anti-Semitic persecution is even on the rise today. Friend, let's just stop right here. Have you ever heard such total nonsense in all your life? Some of the claptrap that is concocted in the minds of men and demons is just fantastical to say the least. But we have to realize that not only did Adolf Hitler try to unleash hell on earth, he was actively communicating with the occupants of hell, namely the devil and demon forces. These spirits were the source of these outlandish and erroneous false teachings to begin with. By taking on occult practices to create the Ubermensch through the German people, Hitler became totally demonized himself. He even believed he was in contact with the superior mythical race taught about in the Thule society, and that he was the chosen messiah to lead the Aryan race to rule the world. <laughs> Whatever, dude, we know what happened to him. Friend, let's get to the beliefs of the organization specifically. Theosophy has no answer to the problem of evil because it teaches that everything, including matter and evil, emanated from God. Therefore, God is directly blamed for evil, which only makes sense when you think about the fact that their entire doctrine is based on communing with devils. Hence, demons end up blaming God for the very thing they espouse. According to them, this evolutionary process of transmigration through reincarnation will move men further from the material level and closer to the spiritual level. Get this, because of this, every individual is a potential Christ. Therefore, friend, it's another repeat of the age-old lie that man can become a god and there is no need for a savior. What a surprise. 
The movement from physical to spiritual is, of course, another take of Gnosticism, which believes all physical matter is evil. And if we could be released from the cages of our physical body, we would become enlightened forever. Lies, lies, and more lies, my friend. Theosophists, of course, deny the bodily resurrection of Christ and have replaced resurrection with the endless cycles of reincarnation. Friend, reincarnation is popular because demons know that men only have one chance in this life. Heaven or hell, there's no second chance. And that's it. And this is deception. There is no dress rehearsal. You have one life to lead. The demons purvey these false doctrines and trick men into thinking they have many chances and can attain godhood without Christ, but they will be lost in hell forever. They do not believe that Christ is the Son of God. Merely he was an impressive man who was further along the evolutionary cycle. In fact, theosophists enjoy no personal relationship with God since the God of theosophy is impersonal. Fellowship with him is replaced with effort. Theosophy makes no demands of absolute allegiance to any religious leader. In fact, there are very few absolutes in this religion. It is total hogwash. This religion produces a lot of pride because it teaches self-salvation through secret knowledge. Theosophy teaches all religions are basically the same, and you can have many paths to God. Actually, they also believe God to be emotionless and has no personal attributes. They believe in the divine within, and there's no need for prayer, which is another aspect of their pride. Friend, these people need deliverance. They need prayer. They need the saving knowledge of Christ. We should also realize this religion is demonic in origin because Blavatsky channeled demon entities in her writings. And this is a doctrine of devils, which is exactly what the Apostle Paul warned us about would occur in the last days. I also wish to thank Dr. Kenneth Boer for granting me permission to use some of his source material in this broadcast. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button 